But I can tell you this. Jesus said to do a couple of things. Feed sheep, love sheep. Feed sheep, love sheep. I know that. Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Anchor Church Podcast. It is our desire at the Anchor to provide a place for you to know God, find freedom, discover your God-given purpose, and ultimately make a difference in the world around you. Each week, the Anchor Podcast features Sunday sermons. You can follow along in this podcast episode and read the sermon notes on our website by visiting theanchor.me. Now, let's get into the Word. It's really good to see everybody today. Y'all doing all right? Man, worship's been pretty good the past few weeks, yeah? So, listen, today, most of you guys know this handsome fellow right here. Um, so, uh, you know, if you guys have been here a while, you know he's part of the family. This is Pastor Tommy Falk, and uh, his wife, Miss Lisa, back there is actually with us this time. So pumped. Yes, so happy to have these guys. These guys live in Abbeville, Louisiana. You're, like, standing so far off. You can come closer. I won't hurt you. And so, anyways, so for you guys that, you know, been here a while, you guys know these guys are family. For you guys that are new, we know we have a lot of newer people coming. My wife and I... Actually, before we were even married, served under his leadership in Louisiana. Man, it's been 21 years now. That this is the guy that married us, uh, has helped us through loads and loads and loads of tough moments in life. Anyways, these guys are family, and we just encourage you to open up their hearts and uh, receive from them today. If you guys can, welcome Pastor Tommy. <laughs> If you guys ever watch anybody introduce somebody, that's always typical. You see me, I almost missed the protocol, typical hug when you hand it off there to a, to a minister. There you go. So I'm, I'm going to do it again. There you go. <laughs> Praise God. Yes, uh, Lisa is with me here today, and it's really exciting. So let me tell you. So we drive in yesterday, falling asleep as we drive in from the airport, and because uh, it's been a long three weeks. And uh, so the the three grandkids, right? Have y'all met Andrew, Aaron, and Asher? And if you haven't, oh, you need to. And uh, I think they'll grow up to be like uh, Jake and AJ, right? <laughs> Punching. And um, so I, we get to the house, and uh, Sarah and Tommy meet us out the door and greet us, you know, and. And so we go inside, and the three boys tackle Lisa, Lily, right? And they tackle her, and I'm there. And I walk in, and I go in the kitchen, and I stand there, and Sarah gives me some cookies to eat, and I stand there. And, oh, we're about 15 minutes in. They hadn't even told me hello yet. They've tackled Lisa, man. They're, what'd you bring for us? What did you, you know? How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? They ultimately said hello, so I'll just have to just send Lisa in the future for the, uh, for the boys, but what a great privilege to be here. Thank you, uh, Q and Jen. I mean, hey, it's so awesome to be here, yeah, you know, all that stuff, and uh, just in the kids, the boys, and the girl. It's just uh, great to be here today. I was telling a pastor earlier, just during worship, I said, you know, before the service, I was standing in the back watching people walk in, and I could see the glory of God on people. I love that just sometimes I just get to see that and uh, just saw a number of people with the glory of God and I just leaned over and I said man you, do you understand how exciting that is to see so many people with the presence of God that it just they carriers they're carriers of God's presence which means everywhere they go people are going what's special about them what's unique about them what's I, I want to go talk to them you know so if somebody walks up to you and just talks to you don't be sh- shocked by that be expecting that have expectation of that because I do, and I and and the Anchor Church, we we're just so excited about genuinely what God is really doing and is going to do and continue to do, 
And this is just the beginning for all of you. And you get to be on the, not the ground floor of that because many great things are happening, but the expansion of what God wants to do in this region and do something very, very special and unique. And during the worship, I leaned over and I said, you realize they're singing the message of my song, right? And, uh, and so that brought a big smile. That's really cool. And uh, so the, it says our anthem song, right? Jesus, we love you. That's one of my most favorite songs. I just about, well, I did lose it kind of for a little bit there. How many of you have songs that just minister to you, just special? And you, you can stop. It doesn't matter what's going on. You can just stop and let God just touch you right there. Well, that's one of them for me. This morning, if you don't mind, go ahead and turn in your Bibles, your devices, whatever it is. John, the Gospel of John chapter 21. Because I want you to follow me there. We're going to read a number of verses. But I want to talk to you about... In fact, we, Terry, I don't know that we even came up with necessarily a title. We did. You have a title. Okay, Do You Love Me? That was it. I mean, that was really the title. We, we said some different things. Do You, do you Love Me? And uh, Jesus talked to Peter about that. But it's within that that I want to talk about. And, and for those that came this morning and you were just ready and waiting and wanted to hear from Pastor and what he had to say... Uh, you know, I get it because I love listening to him speak also, right? Can somebody say amen to that? Don't y'all have a great pastor? You have great pastors? And, uh, and Lisa and I, I, I don't have to be next to Lisa to know. Uh, we, love the, we love worship too a little bit. So kind of one of the worship leaders up here is kind of one of our favorites, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, while we're looking at that, I want to go ahead and just uh, kind of start with this. So at my house, I live about a half a mile from a particular building that has a particular sect of people that love to come to your door. And, uh, and, but they, they don't like to come to my door. And, uh, and they quit coming for a long time, and, uh, and then periodically they show up. And so one day I was just busy, and I just said, but I, I just, okay. And so I opened the door, and when I opened the door, something was shoved in my hand, and then they just took off. I think some of you know what I'm talking about. And after about 90 seconds of that, I said, whoa, 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 just hang tight. Well, I mean, in the middle of a sentence, right? You know, what? what? <clears throat> said, I said, hang tight. I said, uh, I said, do you mind telling me why you're at my home? Well, the Bible says uh, that we're supposed to go out two by two. I said, okay. I understand that. I know that, as a matter of fact. I said, but why are you at my home? Well, the Bible says that we should do that, and we need to obey the word of God, and we need to. And I said, okay, I understand that. And, of course, my wife stays off two rooms away out from the door. Tommy, and she's screaming forever, quit it, quit, you know. And I said, no, I really want to know why you're here. Why are you at 8532 East Sand Pit Road? Well, um, that's why the, I said, uh, I said, well, let me ask it a different way. I said, well, do you love me? And of course, at this point, you've got adults and kids and, you know, there's that systematic training up, obeying the word of God. And I said, you know, if you don't mind, you might want to have your children go back to the vehicle because I really want to talk to you. No, 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 they're fine. They're, they're supposed to be here. They're, I said, okay, that's your choice. I said, do you love me? Well, the Bible says that, that God is love and we should. I said, that's not what I asked you. See, I kept having to stop them because you see, they had everything 
already decided in their mind what they were going to say, how they were going to act, what they were going to do, how they were going to respond to me. If I said this, they have three answers deep to that. If I say this, they have three answers deep to that. And if I treat them this particular way, they have this way that they're going to respond to me this way. Correct? And I said, I just want to know if you love me. Well, the, well, the Bible says, I said, I asked you if you love me. And at that moment, it got very quiet. Because the truth was, they were standing there and they didn't love me. Now, that's a truth. And I said, you see, I said, I have another question for you. And I said, because of where you come from, you can't lie to me. I said, you have to tell me the truth. Okay, yeah, we tell the truth. Do you have a quota that you have to go back and report to someone how many people you see every week? Well, the, well the, uh, see, this is a yes or no question. This is what I told them. This is a yes or no question. I just want a yes or a no. You're at my home. You're in my, uh, at my door under my carport. I want a yes or no answer. Do you have to report back your quota of how many people you speak to and how many homes you go to? Well, I tell you what, we're going to have to go now. It was good seeing you today, and they left. You see, the very essence, I'm going to try to hold it together this morning. I'm just filled with a, a great degree of, of who God really is this morning. You sense that? I mean, do you just get it? You see, there is no way that you can have that happening in your life and act like that. Because God hasn't programmed any of us. We're not programmed And if you are, this morning God wants to deconstruct you, to reconstruct you, to be filled with who he is and his love that is just uncontainable. The Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Am I right? So if you eat, think about a peach. I mean, I just love peaches. I love love fruit. Think of a peach, though, at its incredible, most ripe moment, where when you eat it, the juice comes down, you need a towel. Come on. So I have a question. I have a question. Anybody can, and you go, I don't like peaches. It's okay. Just picture your favorite fruit right there, whatever it is. And think about this. God says that he, the fruit of the spirit, you think it's a dry, dull peach or a, you think what he represents right there is a peach that's, that's not ripe, that's not ready. It's hard to eat. It's green. It's not ready. It wasn't ready to be picked. It wasn't ready to be eaten. It wasn't ready to be enjoyed. It wasn't ready to, to receive in. It wasn't ready. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You see, think about God as that piece of fruit that when you eat it, you just go, oh. And then, and then like I do, I go, Lisa, here. <laughs> no, because I want her to enjoy the very fruit that I'm partaking at that moment. That it can run down her beautiful little chin, chinny, chin, chin. Are y'all with me? That's what God wants. That's what they couldn't do at my door. That's what they couldn't answer. That's what they didn't get. Do you realize they left my home? The little girl that was there, because they wouldn't send the little girl away, looked and said, Mom, what's he asking? You see? She was like thinking it through, like, wow, wait a minute. What's, what's he asking us? The very essence that says God is love, the very essence of that They had missed. They had missed it. Can we not do that in church ourselves? Or can we not be guilty of that? Can we not find ourselves there? 
That's what I want to talk to you this morning. I believe that part of this is just this kind of a refresher thing. How many, of, how many of you know what I mean by that? We need a refresher course sometimes to just go, okay, why do I do this again? What, why? The why? Not the what. The why? That's where we are. Are you in John uh, 21? So here's where we go. So they've just come through where my namesake, I lived my whole life of doubting Thomas, right? Grew up with all of that. I'm glad it didn't turn out to be true. So he's come to know Jesus and everything. Chapter 21, let's just read this together quick because it's, it's important to get the context. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias or or uh, Galilee, it can be pretty much interchangeable. In his way, he showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Now I have a question. Have you ever felt like a two other person where your name isn't mentioned? And, and here's the thing. After they said all those names, could they, not find, could they not find space in the sentence to put two more names? Like, God, is that an error? See, here's, the, here, here's what I'm trying to say. Two of the other disciples. I don't know why their names weren't there. And sometimes you go, why isn't my name in whatever? Why isn't my name mentioned? Why? You know what? It doesn't really matter. You're there. See, it's more important to be there than your name to be mentioned. Keep that in mind about the why we do what we do. Why do I do if I never? Oh, I'm, I'm probably going to share a story here that, uh, that if I get to it. And I'm going to share a story about something like that. I couldn't, I was in the presence of the Lord so much that I couldn't get under the floor enough. I mean, I'm serious. You go, Tommy, that sounds extreme. Well, if you've been there, you'll totally get what I'm saying. Where you go, God's everything and you're just, it's not like he doesn't value you. You just like, he's everything and you're just, wow. (laughs) So he says, Simon Peter says, I'm going to go fishing. And they said to him, hey, we're going to go fishing with you. Leaders lead, man. They went out and immediately got into the boat that night. They caught nothing. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said, children, (laughs) children, you caught any fish? You got any food? Fishermen typically are known for language, kind (laughs) of, at least where I come from, from South Louisiana on the coast. And he says, you got any food? And they answered him, no. They may have said a few other things, I don't know. And he said to them, hey, cast your net on the other side. Now you know they looked at each other and went berserk. If they fished all night. I could talk about that. The reason they fish at night, I think many of you know that. The oxygen is greater. Fish come to the surface more. You can catch them a lot easier. When the sun comes out, takes all the oxygen down to the water. They got to go deeper. You got to fish deeper. Okay, you get it. They And he says, no. And he says, well, cast it on the other side of the boat. You're going to find some. Who's this guy? (laughs) But you know what? We hadn't, you know what I love about this? But we hadn't caught any. We might just well do it. (laughs) So they cast now on the others. They were not able to draw up the nets because they had caught so much fish, the multitudes. And then he says, therefore, that the disciple whom Jesus loved, how'd you like to be known as the disciple who Jesus loved? I think if they wrote that, that's, wow. It is the Lord. And when Simon Peter, see, John told Peter, by the way, that's John. John told Peter, and here's why. Because Peter and John, you know they were really good friends. And they couldn't just tell any of them that because they had a reputation to uphold, by the way. 
I think, that, I think that's the Lord. No way. Don't, don't. Shh. We got to prove it out. You can't say that. They'll think you're crazy, right? Am I right? Doesn't that stuff happen? And he says, that's the Lord. And then all of a sudden, therefore, when, he, when, he, when Peter realized it, he put back on his like shirt or whatever it was, his garment, and he plunges into the sea and he goes out towards Jesus. And then the other disciples came in the little boat. Isn't it great? Every sentence has about four points that you could preach from. A little boat, for they were not far from the land, about 200 cubits, dragging the net with fish. So they're dragging the net in this little boat. And now as soon as they had come to the land, they saw a fire of the coals there, fish laid on it, and bread. And they said to him, bring some of the fish. Now look, Jesus says, bring some of the fish. Now Jesus didn't tell anybody to bring the fish. He said, he spoke to like the group, bring the fish. Are are y'all catching that? Bring the fish, right? Bring some fish, I'm going to cook some fish. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net. Leaders lead. That's not my message, but just thought you'd catch it. You see, Peter got up and grabbed the net and dragged it in. He drug it, right? He, he went and said, I'm, gonna, I'm getting it. I want to see what's going on here. Whenever you pursue God like that, God's always going to meet you. Always, 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 always. And here it is. He says, uh, he pulls it in. The net didn't break. Jesus said, come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared to ask him because Peter and John had caught it. But the other ones were like, is it, is it really him? And then Jesus came back, and they took the bread, gave it to them, and likewise the fish. Now is the third time Jesus showed himself to the disciples after he raised from the dead. Here we go. You ready? He says, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, or Bar-Jonah, which is really son of Jonah, it says, do you love me more than these? And he said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to them, then feed my lambs. Then he says to him a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And he said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. And he said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved. Oh, wow. He had a reaction. He had an emotional reaction. And he says, because the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, then feed my sheep. And we could go on, but let's just go ahead and stop right there. Three times, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? That's the challenge, the what or the why. Do you love me? The what or the why? So he asked him the first time, do you love me more than these? In other words, do you put me first? See, Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, God will add. I'll never forget listening when I was young in the Lord to Dave Wilkerson preaching and uh, we're, uh, with, with a, a new group that was singing and Dave Wilkerson was talking about the young singer who had just sang and in his message he was saying, such, a, such the presence of God and all of that. And he starts saying, if you've ever heard of Dave Wilkinson speak, he says, how long before he becomes professional? How long before he just has to crank out another record? How long, when they had records, how long is it going to take him to lose what he has? Why? Because he was going to lose what got him there in the first place. It was his love for God in a secret place, in a closet, writing songs, singing songs. And when he came out, he forgot how he got there. And became professional. We got to have the right clothes, the right look, the right, right? But what got him there? The touch of God on his life. His clothes didn't get him there. Come on. Those are not the things that got him there. What got him there was the touch of God that he had on his life. 1 John 4.19 says this. 
We love him. Same John, by the way, who, who said that Jesus loved. We love him because he first loved us. He first loved us. Years and years ago, back in the 80s, heard a lady preaching a message called Keep Watering Those Camels. Bobby Joe Hamilton, I'll never forget. And she was a little southern girl, and she just a little thing about this tall, and, and she was just preaching her heart out, and she was talking about how when she was in Bible college that one of her friends started dating this guy. And she said, I watched them. They went out a few times, and a few times they're spending more time. And next thing you know, she's over there. We're trying to go do something, and she's over there you know, needling his socks, fixing his socks. And she said, uh-oh, something's up. She's serving him. You say it wasn't a man-woman thing. Please leave that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about where she voluntarily just began to pour out who she was to bless someone she was in love with. You see, that is what happens. It's an automatic expression of how God causes us. We love him because he first loved us. Anybody in here has felt unlovable in your life? Come on, it's okay to raise your hand. It should be just about everybody. How about when God really loved you and you went, there's no way. And then you went, there's really no way. And then when you began to like remember things, you go, oh, it's really no way. <laughs> Are y'all getting what I'm saying? I'll never forget. I mean, I came to the Lord about a two week, two or three weeks, about a week in, I began to cry. Uh, I, I think I mentioned this before. I mean, Lisa, like my family was like, man, do we need to bring, what's happened to Tommy? Do we need to bring him to like to a, to a right, Lisa? I mean, look, ask my wife. What's wrong with him? He's crying all the time. I'm going to tell you what happened. I got a glimpse of God's love for me. <laughs> that he could love me in the midst of all of those things when I wanted to break all the windows in the Catholic church that I grew up in. Y'all, hear, y'all hearing what I'm saying? Graduated from Catholic high school. You hear, you hear what I'm saying? You see, I got a glimpse of the God who loved me. And all of a sudden, it changed everything, everything, not just some things, everything. We love him because he first loved us. He asked him the second time, Peter, do you love me? See, now Jesus is pressing him. Come on. Well, Lord, you know I love you. And he just went on. Well, the second time, do you love me? It's kind of like when Lisa's talking to me and I go, yeah, and I keep doing what I'm doing. And and she's like, no, 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 I need to ask you, do you, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know I love you, Lisa. Just, I'm in the middle of something. See, all of a sudden he begins to press, he begins to push him, and he begins to say, no, 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 you've got you've to get this inside of you. You've got to think about it a little bit. But Lord, you know all things. You know I love you. He pressed him. This is a story. We were in India. The first time I went to India, I know I shared that uh, about just going, but this right here, when we were leaving, we'd been there 16 days, ministering three times a day, and you know all the things that go with that. You're pretty exhausted. Tommy was in this experience. And we were in the room with an apostle there who started over 300 churches by foot or bicycle by himself. And we're in his room, and through his son translating, begin to tell us, he began to prophesy over us and began to say, I called many of my servants to come to my beloved India, but they all told me no. But you said yes. You got to understand, I, I, who am I? And I'm telling Tom, did we not want to get under the furniture? You could not stand in the room. You couldn't even sit in the room. The touch of God was so, it was such a humble moment. And here God is just affirming the trip. See, this is, 
this is what I'm talking about, about the what or the why. We were there just to try to be obedient. We were just like, God, you're sending us. We don't, we don't know what we're going to accomplish, but that has started you know, many trips and many ministry opportunities. Then Jesus asked him one more time, do you love me? And Peter was grieved. Oh, poor Peter. He was grieved. Jesus knew what Peter didn't, the possibility of doing the what and forgetting about him. Jesus knew the possibility of that moment. He wanted Peter to understand the why. You see, I don't serve God to be saved. I serve God because I am saved. I'm here not because I, I'm trying to earn something or get something or, or whatever. It's because I, we really genuinely want to be here. And the things I share with you and all the personal stories are because we think that you, you, it, may bless, it may touch you and help you, and it's because we love you. He said, feed my lambs, feed my sheep, tend my sheep. I'll never forget when we were about ready to take our first, as the senior pastor, our first pastorate, Lisa and I were sitting in the living room with David and Nancy Ravenhill. So you can check out who David Ravenhill is. His dad was, uh, was Leonard Ravenhill, the great revivalist. And we're sitting in their living room. And he said, Tommy, I can't tell you all that God is speaking to you and your wife, but I can tell you this. Jesus said to do a couple of things, feed sheep, love sheep. I mean, I'm telling you, it's like we're sitting there right now, huh, Lisa? Feed sheep, love sheep. (laughs) I know that. He wants you to do two things, feed sheep, love sheep. You see, he says, feed the lambs, the little ones. Feed them, give them something of nourishment that they can grow up. Continue to feed sheep. And we're from South Louisiana. We eat a lot. And we eat a lot of good food. I'm not going to say anything about food here. I eat a lot here, too. But we eat a lot in in Louisiana, and we'll eat anything that moves. And we can cook it 10 different ways. And we'll send you the seasoning to prove it. But you see, have you ever done a test? Let's run through this quick, okay? Have you ever done the test to yourselves? Revelation 2.4, the church at Ephesus. You've done this, you've been challenged, you've gone here, you've accomplished this, you've stood against that, you've, you've accomplished great things, but I have one thing against you. You've left your first love. See, what was it all about? If you leave your first love, if I'm the one who generated you to even have a church in Ephesus, right, then then if, if you leave me, then what do you really have? You just have things that you've done. You see, I don't, okay, so this isn't like a, for Anchor Church, for the Anchor Church, like I want people to know when they think of your name and they think of this church on 3 Cross Street, which I think is really cool, I think, I think this, I want, them to, I want them to know, I want them to think of you. When they think of Jesus, I want this church's name to be on the end of their sentence. But why? Not so much for what you do, which is good, but it's the why. Man, they just love people there. I experienced Jesus there. Are, are, is this meaning anything? Is this Okay. See, that is, and then everything pours out of that. If you get to the, if you, if you start getting the other stuff first, then you lose the why, the, the root of it, the very foundation of why I do anything anyway. That's why we're seeing all this burnout, this stuff. We're seeing all these minister things. All, that's why. They're losing track of the, of the things we beg God for. God, if you'll even give me an opportunity. God, if you'll even open a door for me. You know that scripture says that your gifting will make room for you? Don't misinterpret that and don't use it in a wrong way. There are conditions to all of that. But you have gifting, but God wants to give you something significant. 
Let me, let me go ahead and real quick. Acts 17, 28. Write this down. Go back. You may see this verse different than you've ever seen it before. In him we live and move and have our being. And we used to sing that song. How many of you have been in the Lord for a good while? Maybe 20 years or more. In him we live and move. Come on. And have. Oh, no. Everybody's. What? Make a joyful noise, singing to the Lord. Tell him of your love. Dance before him. That's why I don't lead worship here. That's... <laughs> okay, in him we live, we move, and have our being. Correct? All right, and I'm going to do my best to wrap this up. In him we live, first thing. That's where we hear his voice. It's in our time with him. In him we live. Live. In him we live. It's in him we live and move and have our being. In him we live. It's where we have to know him first. How can Jesus raise the dead, cast out demons, do all that kind of stuff? Depart from me, I never knew you. See, people that have not walked some, love God, experience a little burnout and stuff and step away and just go, if you, never st- if you never take a step back, it's hard for you to understand how Jesus could say you never knew me. In other words, you, you're, you're, you're just doing things by name only. Paul we know, Jesus we know, but who are you? You see? See, the name of Jesus accomplishes things. Always remember that. The name of Jesus accomplishes things. And he says, depart from me, I never knew you. See, that, that's a difficult saying. The Bible's full of difficult sayings. But in him we live. If you live there, you'll never have to worry about that. Can, you can write that down if you're taking notes. You, you live in Jesus, you never have to worry about that other stuff. In him we move. We obey because we hear in the secret place. Psalm 91, my, my, favorites, my wife's favorite chapter. She can quote it backwards and forwards, and she loves it. Just last week, uh, had a couple, a young couple, ministry couple that had been trying to make a decision about a business and that would mean them moving and all kinds of things. And I've had the opportunity to speak in their life. And so he told me, he said, man, I had a dream. And he goes, you know, we're going we're gonna to make this move. All of a sudden he has this dream and it's really not a really good one. And, and he goes, man, what do you think? And of course, I already knew what it was. And, but I said, well, I know you got to seek God. You got to know what God's saying for you. Listen. You see, if I go around telling people everything all the time, how will they ever grow in the Lord? See, we want people, pastors, teachers, apostles, prophets, and evangelists, right? Ephesians 4.11 is for the equipping of the saints, not so that you can obey everything that I tell you. It's so that I can help you how to obey the Lord's word and know what he's saying. I said, no, no, no. And so he had a dream the second night. I said, well, you realize it's time to fast and pray, right? Because they still didn't have the understanding. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His devotion. He hadn't read his devotion yet that time, yet for that day. He goes, well, when we hang up, I'm going to read my devotion. I didn't read it yet today because I was just giving him some little instruction on, on some fasting and praying, some directives that might help. And uh, he, he uh, texts me after we hung up and says, here's my devotion. It's time to fast and pray, get a new revelation for this. Third night has another dream. He says, I think I may know what, I think, I, I'm going to go ahead and break the fast. I said, no. I, I said, listen, because I knew, and I didn't want him to miss the moment. I said, I think, you know what, I just want to encourage you. You know how we, we do that stuff, right? I just want to encourage you. You might want to go ahead and finish this through 
just until it, just see what God says in the morning. Just finish your day out. Just wait until the morning. Man, he calls me the next morning. I had a fourth dream. Now, the fourth dream was the most vague of all dreams. I, I was like, what is that? He goes, I have clear understanding now. See, that's the difference. Please get this. You see, I kept telling him, it's what God is telling you. I can't, I'm not you. I'm not you and your wife and your family. You are. You've got to know how to hear for your family and with your, and by the way, I had helped, his, his wife was fasting with them. Then they were doing it together. She had the same dream. You see, oh wow, those are wow moments. But guess what? They're also revelation moments. They're also moments that are going to take you for the next 20 years. They're also moments that teach you how tr- uh, trustworthy God is. It also teaches you how faithful God is. It also teaches you, see, he didn't have to earn it. You go fasting and praying, did he have to earn something? No, 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 no. What he did was the purpose of fasting, crush your flesh, increase your spirit, man, so that he could hear. See, God was trying to say the same things in the first dream. It took four, but that's okay, because guess what? God is faithful like that. See, so they learned all kinds of things. I was so excited. I couldn't, every time he'd call, I'd preach, because it's so exciting. You ready? So in him, we live, we move, and we have our being. Officiated here just about three weeks ago, Lisa, a faithful sister Gates, Wanda Gates, passed away. I, do you, did y'all know that? I, okay, I thought you. 91 years old, for 40 years, every week volunteered at the hospital. Had volunteered the week before she died. 91 years old, raised two missionary kids, the other one, I mean, you know, all over the world ministering, that kind of, just incredible faithfulness. That's a pastor's dream. <laughs> to officiate, and I was so nervous I would say something wrong because I, like I felt like a lion in a den of Daniels. Y'all will get that in a moment. In that, in that service, I mean, I'm telling you, I was like, you, you get nervous. You, you don't want to say anything wrong. I mean, I'm sitting there shaking. I've done so many funerals. and special, I mean, this should be easy, right? I mean, easy in the sense of, you know, it's, wow. But, man, I was like, ner- you know, it was just, but it was like that heavenly nervous kind of thing. You know, you want to do it right. But it was the what or the why. She never lost, she never lost her why. Never, 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 never. I mean, so here's, so here's the thing. Can I ask you a few questions to a little self-test? How about if we do that right now? Oh, oh no, he could have gone all morning without that. <laughs> so here's a question. Just let God talk to you. I'm not, I don't need you to shake your head. I don't need you to raise your hand. Good for me, huh? I wasn't going to raise it anyway. Do you believe Christ is your first love? Just simply. You see, and then, it, and then can't you just hear Jesus go, uh, is Christ your first love? Well, I just answered you, Lord, <laughs> second time. Is Christ your first love? Is he your first love, you see? Well, maybe I need to think about that a little bit. Is he really your first love? Do you personally battle with the what or the why sometimes? If you do, just take a step back and just begin to go, God, I want, I want that original first love. Not trying to replicate something. It's that, it's that understanding of who I am in him and the why I even get up in the morning. One of the greatest revelations in my life when I came to the Lord, I mean, this happened immediately. I mean, it was, I looked in the mirror, same guy who had more hair, you know, that kind of stuff. And I looked in the mirror and I went, you look the same. You, you didn't go out and get a new wardrobe or anything like that, you, right? Um, but something's way different. 
And then I began to think, God, I just don't get up to earn money to pay the utility bill, buy food, you know, put gas in my car, pay a car note, pay a house note, and then get up the next morning and do it again. All of a sudden, I realized I had a purpose in life that God wanted to touch people's lives. That's what I love about the anchor. I mean, the songs we sang, just, oh, I was just, oh, God, yes, you're so good. And if Christ asked you right now, if it was just you and him face to face, do you love me? How would you respond? Would you respond quick? And he go, wait, think about it just for a moment. Do you love me? How, how will you respond in that? It's not so much the, just the words. It's just from what heart would you, would you uh, answer that from? In him we live and we move and we have our being. Can we pray? In fact, could, it, would you, if you would just indulge me, just, just, just close your eyes just because it's you and the Lord. And so I'm going to ask those questions again. And I just want you to just open your heart to the Lord. Just make yourself available to the Lord. That's all you're doing. Let him talk to you. And I, I, I believe this church really knows how to, to let God speak. And I love that. We shouldn't be scared to do that. Is Christ your first love? And if he's not, and if you go, man, I've been busy, I've been this, I've been this, I've been this. I mean, I'm thinking my own life. Trust me, I don't ask these questions without asking myself a lot. Do you believe Christ is your first love? Is he your first love? Do you battle? Well, just, just meditate on that just a moment. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Wow. Before, the, before I even got here to the church, why, with your eyes closed, because that way I'm not looking at anybody, the Lord told me there was a, at least one person, a couple, that was really struggling with a what and a why. And yet on the outside, you're worshiping, it's all that, but on the inside, you know, it, it's, it's not that you don't love God. It's not that. It's just things have kind of gotten away. It's kind of like the seed into the ground, you know? You get busy, the cares of the world, things just draw you away, and, you, and you're asking yourself, man, what's, how's this happening? Well, you're not here by accident today. The what or the why? And just, I want you to think about this. If Jesus was in front of you right now, and he said, do you love me? And he just called you by name, Peter. And he called him Simon Peter, son of, son of Jonah. Do you love me? Boy, that's specific, huh? See, he, he, doesn't, he didn't say, number 24, do you love me? <laughs> You're not a number. Your fingerprint's the only one in the world. He asked, he's asking you, do you love me? Just think of Jesus standing in front of you and him asking that question. Do you love me? Just go ahead and respond. So take this moment to respond right now. Take that moment to respond right now. Just respond to him right now. Take, take that moment to respond right now. Take that moment to respond right now. Go ahead. You say he's just going to move forward. I don't need to get into that. No, no, no. Take this moment. I'm staying right here right now. Thank you, Lord. I already had that moment in worship this morning, so I'm with you. You got a guy that's with you this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I love you so much. This is my anthem song. <laughs> Just think of the goodness of God.
뭔가 Think of his, his warm embrace. Not a list of do's and don'ts, but if you show up at someone's door or at the grocery store or with someone at their home, just sharing the genuine who Jesus is in your life, how good he is. Just one more moment. Just take, you sense the Lord. You see there's a, been a little, you're actually engaging. Many of you are engaging. You're, you're, you're getting it. That's exciting. You can sense that in the, just another moment. Just tell him. In fact, you might even just say, Lord, I love you just because of who you are. No benefits, even if heaven wasn't available. I love you anyway just because you gave your life for me. We love him because he first loved us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. You mind taking a look at me right now just for a moment? That's, that's funny, huh? Going to meditating on Jesus to looking at me. When, when we first came to the Lord, Lisa's little brother, who's 14 at the time, was at our house. And I was telling him about the Lord. And I said, you've got to give your life to the Lord. And he, i got to go home. And I'll... We were still in our trailer, and I stood in front of the trailer. I literally did this. You're not leaving. <laughs> now, I'm not saying you have to do that. <laughs> You're not leaving until you give your heart to the Lord. I told him that. Of course, I look back now, and it's kind of funny. But that's how, that, you don't understand. He knew me. Everybody knew me that way, and that's how much Jesus had radically changed radically changed my heart i'm going to butcher this but can we just sing this together as and i'm going to give it back to pastor here can we just sing this a couple of times through maybe you know this is my anthem the song right jesus we love you oh how we love you you are the one my heart adore and Jesus we love you oh God we love you you are the one my heart's adore can somebody give a Give a hand clap to the Lord Jesus this morning. Pastor. Man, this morning it's like, uh, like you went for your yearly checkup. <laughs> uh, if you can, I just want to pray for us one more time. I know we've been praying for a bit, but I feel like it's a proper way to end this. Father, we just... One more time, God, we say that, God, every single part of us, are, literally, the way we live, the way we move, the way we have our being, God, we're yours. God, we're yours. Father, we pray, God, that you would come and just speak to us, God, with clarity. Lord, if we have not put you 
as first love in our lives, God, if we're not seeking you and your kingdom first. Lord, we just pray today, God, that you would, by the Holy Spirit, begin to bring clarity, God, of what we need to shift and how we need to uh, redirect some things, God. If you can realign us today, God, just our busy lives and our busy schedules, God, we're all... There's not a person in this room that's not pulled and yanked in, uh, you know, in, in a thousand different directions. God, would you show us how to carve out that secret place? God, would you teach us how to abide in, under the shadow of the wings of the Almighty? God, would you teach us how to dwell in the secret place? And, Father, from that spot with you, God, of just knowing you and knowing your voice and knowing your presence and knowing your touch and, and your promptings, God, that we would live from that position and, uh, Lord, we know that if we live from that place, God, life would have a whole lot more meaning and a whole lot more purpose. And, Lord, our lives would have a whole lot more effectiveness and influence. And so, Lord, just once again today, we surrender our hearts. We surrender our lives to you. And we just say, God, with one heart and one voice, Jesus, we truly love you. And we want to show you through our lives that we love you. God, we don't want that to just be mere words. But, Lord, we want to, we want to walk the walk. God, we don't want to just talk the talk. And so, Lord, we just thank you today for all that you've done. We ask that you would seal, God, those individual just reminders today, those individual words that you would seal in our hearts. Lord, that when we leave this place, we would know, man, something's different. Something's changed. Just like Pastor Tommy said, it may not look different. Got the same clothes on. Hair looks the same. Uh, but, man, something's different. And, Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for encouragement in your walk with God and to receive updates on events happening at The Anchor. Have a great week and God bless.